Welcome to this segment of Indie Creators brought to you by Be Simply. Today we have special guest Shiloh Ray and we're going to explore her new album Lessons in Love, her alchemical way of teaching others how to access their voice and share it with the world and in addition dive into the power of plant medicine. Without further ado, let's dive in with Shiloh. Shiloh, so great to see you today uh, on this warm summer day. We're officially in summer <laughs> here in SoCal. So woohoo, exciting. One, I want to say congratulations on your new album. And I'm excited to mm. dive in Lessons in Love. And you can yeah. share your wisdom. What was coming to my mind uh, this morning was that you know, we've all been in the state of evolution and I would love for you to share where you feel you're really evolved into because it's very uh, present in your album. Um, I was listening to it. It feels like you've arrived. Mm. And can you share with the listener, listeners what that feels like for you? Yeah. Thank you so much. I, I've been reflecting on this a lot and for me personally, you know, music naturally is always inspiring me. I'm always listening to music. I'm always feeling inspired by new artists, new sounds. And I feel that over the years, I've really um, been able to embrace like my R&B roots. You know, I grew up on R&B and rap and hip hop. And so there's a lot of soul in that music. And I feel that this new album is a little different sounding than some of my older stuff. And, you know, it's been an opportunity to really take these experiences that I've had over the past few years um, in relationships, you know, with partners and with myself to, you know, really reap the rewards and, and the lessons, you know, that mm -hmm. I that I've had to face, you know, with myself, of course, and mm -hmm. really turn these into. I'd say I'd say they're on the edge of of you know there's there's still always this this god oriented message you know mm -hmm. fueling my passion to to sing and to spread light and love and just and and uplift and and inspire people you know it's always the goal to create music that number one helps people open their voice and learn to sing secondly hopefully feel inspired to be more creative and maybe even write their own music or, 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 you know, do what makes them happy and connects them with their higher power. So my music always has this as a foundation, but what's mm -hmm. so different about this album is that I actually helped produce it. I actually was there mm -hmm. for the entire process. Um, and I was able to make it, it was more personal. It's yeah. I've made it much more personal. I'm speaking mm -hmm. from a place of, of what, what's happened, you know, in my life and how I, how I'm looking at it, how I've dealt with it, how I heal myself from it, you know, kind of even putting a little humor into it, 
I've even got some cuss words in this album. You know, it's it's a little bit different from my older stuff. My older stuff, I'm very, it's a little bit more feminine, I would say, and new age, you know, and yeah. this one, I'm just going in. I just feel like it's the most authentic version of myself mm. and the music's only getting better. And so I'm just really happy and proud of this project because of, you know, being there, I wasn't there for all the, you know, production of all my other songs or album, yeah. you know, and that last album, I, I was a compilation of a bunch of stuff. I wouldn't even call it like a studio album. I don't know. It's complicated. Yeah. If you're an artist, you know, you know, it, ta <laughs> it takes a while. So this one took, this one took over a year. So it was really, um, it was really wonderful to just stay consistent. I feel like when I'm, in the process, you know, it's kind of like when you're writing um, a book or a script or an album, you're just in that process and you just have to stay focused and keep coming back to it no matter what. And the yeah, fact absolutely. that I had that, you know, throughout the last year with all my ups and downs and with all my traveling and showed like I just stayed consistent. You know, we took little breaks, but for the most part, it was so exciting to me to just be able to keep coming back to this and mm. knowing that I'm just continuing to build, it's building, it's building and building towards something, you know? And um, yeah, just came out in May finally um, and just been celebrating. I've just been celebrating yeah. for like three months. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and now, yeah and ready. To <laughs> well, I have to say, I felt like uh, when our paths initially intersected, I felt the roots of what you have originally produced and delivered to the world as it's like kind of gone up the tree into literally your throat chakra uh and mm. out into the world so it's like i feel mama earth in there in in your words and your music and then all of a sudden i i feel you in a really beautiful fancy lounge singing uh to people and really touching their soul so good job thank um, you i do i just sang in a fancy <laughs> lounge a couple weeks ago <laughs> Nice. So nice. <laughs> it suits you well. In in so, Hollywood. Oh nice. So whole house. Beautiful. That's what happens. Is evolution, it's growth, yeah. you know? I'm just yeah. making money from music now, you know? That was that's the biggest <laughs> difference from when we first met. I wasn't really yeah. making money from it. I just you know, I'm still independent. Still independent, yeah. not on a label. Beautiful. So it's it you learn a lot. You learn a lot being an independent artist. Yeah. And as a woman and a mother it is not easy, you know, to make my way, but yeah. I'm just so driven because I just love it. I love singing. I love performing more than anything else in the world. So um, it's that makes it easy. You know, the drive is just natural. I don't really yeah. have to. I don't do anything I don't want to do. You know, yeah. it's always from the heart and it's always like, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, in share, you touched on like bringing God and the divine in and you know we've we've just come we're slowly creeping out of this very i call it the brouhaha on planet earth where it's been mm -hmm. a lot of division and so forth and even when you, people use the word god or divine there can be an argument i guess historically there's always been one but share a little bit because that was on my mind my radar this morning that like the divine is everywhere it's just a, a choice if we want to perceive it from my perspective um but can mm -hmm. you share a little bit more about that how it comes through in your music and how you relate to that word yeah or that essence um, it's not really a word <laughs> yeah of course it's a feeling it's a, it's a word but it describes you know it's a, it's a certain vision too in my life you know there's always a vision that comes with like when i say that there's always 
something I visualize happening, you know, whether it's God as a higher power, a great spirit, creator, you know, universal love, whatever that relationship, you know, is that someone has, it is sometimes the most valuable thing, you know, in a person's life. Because for me, I was missing or lacking this growing up, um, even though my mother is, you know, First Nations Algonquin, like native, and my dad's whatever, Scottish Irish, but there was no, there was no foundation. Uh, there was no religion, there were no beliefs that were, you know, pressed on me, but there was also no talk of God, and or a higher power. So I think I spent a lot of my younger years kind of searching for that, you know, kind of hoping that there was a higher power because there would be moments that I'd feel very sad and very angry and very confused and lost and, you know, wanting to pray and not ever knowing who to pray to. So what shifted for me, um, I guess what happened is that I discovered Bob Marley when I was about <laughs> oh God, 16, 16, I was smoking a lot of weed and I started listening to Bob and his relationship to Ja was like oh that's his god you know yeah. i don't have that in my life so what did i do i went vegetarian i stopped brushing my hair i got dreadlocks <laughs> i left home went hitchhiking you know just went on a journey i went traveling for a couple years yeah. i found the meaning of god while i was traveling because there would be moments that i would be absolutely in desperate need of something, you know, I had nothing at the time. And the journey was so humbling, you know, and I was like singing and playing music at gatherings and, you know, just running mm. into hippies everywhere. And I was having the time of my life. Mm. But in those moments of despair, I remember a couple times really praying, being like, okay, God, like, I'm ready to establish this relationship because it gets lonely out here. And life is getting hard you know and i'm on my own now you know as a teenager like i've been on my own for a while and so my that was the first initial you know relationship that came in was yeah was the love of ja and i fell in love with african culture i fell in love with rastafarian religion and culture and i was all about it and you know and then i grew I became a mother, you know, not that long after that. And what mm -hmm. happened was that I um, got into 12 step recovery, mm -hmm. not from alcoholism, but because I was raised by alcoholics. So I found a program that was able to help me with that. And that program really, you know, gave a name to all of these traits and these things I think I had struggled with for years. And it reestablished mm -hmm. that relationship for me. Um, with a higher power. So, you know, the basis of the program is to kind of reparent yourself and you mm -hmm. have to kind of be the, you know, the loving parent you never had yeah. and kind of like trust in your higher power to watch over you and guide you and protect you. So I think my relationship to God really shifted when that happened. And then my music shifted. I had only really written a couple songs before that, but when that happened and I got into recovery, like my song Guidance started, you know, that song is about my higher power. I was like, yeah. okay. And then it just felt natural, I think, to just include 
the word God or creator or great spirit, you know, or higher power in my songs from that point, because when I write, I am really getting down to like the layers come off and I really get down to the core of who I am. When I write, it's from that very raw, you know, vulnerable, very honest place. And so I think that, you know, God is always there is right in that place. So it's not, it's not hard for me to feel that when I'm singing. Yeah, so absolutely. I mean, that's the oh. important thing, right? When I'm yeah. singing, that's yeah. when I feel the presence of God or my higher power, you know, guiding me and yeah. protecting me and really showing me the way and going, you have a gift, you can sing and you can fucking melt people's hearts and you can help them sing and you can yeah. make them feel at peace or you can inspire them. You know, that's the most powerful thing that I can do, yeah. you know, uh-huh. is sing, you know? Yeah. yeah. And feeling the presence of God. So it's a very, it's a very, I don't know if you noticed, it's a very important relationship for me. Absolutely. Well, and you're touching on something really powerful because, uh, you know, I always encourage people to get in touch with their gifts and your, one of your gifts is to sing and to teach. And, um, when we're in touch with those gifts, we're in touch with the divine, with God, uh, because we're destined to work with them. So I'm so proud of you. (laughs) for being mm, thank you. and sharing them. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of fun when everyone does that. Yeah, it's everywhere. So from Bro. there, um, what are your biggest lessons in love? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Maybe well, do you, relationship we want to get really personal? Children. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> See, I don't get to talk about that very often. Okay. Number one. Um, not to sabotage it. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> that's the thing that I've done. I've mm-hmm. done that. I've done that a couple times. Uh, mm-hmm. I did that when I was younger, when I was still finding my way into recovery. Um, I was not aware that my behavior was problematic to the point where it could actually sabotage my relationships. I did that with both of the fathers of my children getting very honest here it's but it's important because I learned so much you know about my anger about how much pain I think I was still in Mm -hmm. even though I had Mm -hmm. partners that just loved me so much and I brought children into the world with these men and I still found a way you know and they supported me and I still found a way to Mm -hmm. sabotage the relationship I found a way to push them away I found a way to not make it possible for them to really, you know, get through to me, um, made it possible to, yeah, separate myself and just, you know, be like, I'm good. You know, I don't need this. I don't need a man when really like my heart's desire was to be loved and Mm -hmm. to love and to raise my children with their father, you know? And so, this made me so sad for years, like just realizing like it's too late, you know, the damage has been done. You know, I didn't, I wasn't self-aware. I wasn't aware. I was so aware of other things. I was always aware of what I was eating and what I was drinking, ingesting and putting on my body and products I was using and, you know, but had no awareness about unconditional love, you know? So to me, it's like, that's a song right there. You know, I could write about this for days because those the, you know, the realest lessons in love. And also the reason why I named the album this is because um, 
I forget how old I was, but it was, you know, I had both my kids at the time. My, my youngest was like a baby at the time. And I saw a bumper sticker and it said, there are no mistakes, only lessons in love. Mm. And I was like, this is my life. <laughs> you know, like I can't look at these things as a mistake. Like I just learned about love. That's all it is. Yeah. You know, don't be hard on yourself. Like you're going to figure it out. And so I had this bumper sticker and I put it inside my car, not on the bumper. I had it right on the dashboard so I could look mm. at it to remind myself, like, even though I've made these mistakes, I'm learning something valuable here. And I've just always loved that quote. And when I had to summarize, like, the different kind of chapters or lessons in particular or the different relationships, um, it just felt right to name it, to name it this. And, mm. uh, you know, like one song is really about my my ex and how... I allowed um, a person to be, you know, close in my life who I don't think had a whole lot to offer me, you know, but one thing. And so I made the song about that. And I just thought, and so that's someone that's just kind of like that. I just needed to get out of my system. You know, a lot yeah. of the songs are something like that. So I feel the thing I touch on the most is, you know, um, loving myself, you know, as, as the woman and the mother that I am, no matter how much I criticize myself or beat myself up about what I'm not doing or how far I am along in my path in yeah. my life and how I should be, you know, further ahead and have certain things figured out and I should have more discipline and I should be doing this and I should be sober and I should be all these things. Um, most important thing is just like loving myself in the now, the right here with all of this. Yeah. You know, just uh -oh. with this, you know, and how how much I've grown. So the most important song to me, I think, the two most important songs to me on the album is the one, the first one, called "Girl," and this one was, uh, um, um, you know, mushrooms. I was on mushrooms. I was in mm -hmm. front of the mirror, and the words came to me. You know, that was telling myself like, "You're beautiful." I like, just stop tripping. Just like stop thinking those <laughs> negative thoughts. Yeah. I was like, this is a great song. Like, I can't wait to bring this one to life. But I could hear the harmonies and the layers. So that mm. song means a lot to me because it's so simple. It's so yeah. straightforward. It's four lines and it just repeats and it builds. And I feel like women love that shit because it's just an anthem. It's just one yeah. straight message. Like, love yourself no matter what. Like, you're beautiful. Yeah. Like, stop, you know, stop that thinking that, that gets in the way of you loving Absolutely. yourself. And then another song is called Love Is. And this one is like the core of, you know, um, looking at myself as a being who has come into this world through love. Like I was mm -hmm. created with love and my parents, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and I am that underneath all the, the shit and the stuff that I do and the behavior stuff and the, the regrets mm -hmm. or the things that I've been through, the you know, the mistakes, all the bad decisions, you know, and the ways that I still am not you know, you know, perfect or, you know, living my, my highest form, I guess, you know, it's just that forgiveness. And so I really love the, those songs because they really reflect the journey of self-love for mm -hmm. me. And it, and it, and not only is it just reflecting, but it's affirming, it's affirming that I come from love. I'm great the way I am, you know, and I want people to hear that and know that it's just not me speaking to myself. Like this is either mm -hmm. God speaking to me through me, for you, right? Yeah, or absolutely, you know, for for anybody who feels it, that's the beautiful thing about music. Yeah. Anybody can listen to it, resonate. It has nothing to do with me at that point. It's right. just coming through me. So I love it. I love the experience yeah. of of being a, being a musician. 
and yeah, come and, through. Well, and share. So for you, like coming into that place of self-love now and awareness that uh, we can sabotage relationships because of unhealed wounds. It's like all of a sudden the wounds are there between the two in the room too. And so it can be the person can be caught off by off guard because they have no relationship to it. Um, so share where you are mm -hmm. now with that arc, and then we're going to go into motherhood, but with loving yourself and where you're ready to uh, maybe take a dive into the deep end in intimacy and mm -hmm. vulnerability with another. I mean, you don't oh. have to start. I don't even know if you're in a relationship, but you know, just wait. Your goal is no, girl. I'll tell you. Since <laughs> since I had the realization that I had to work on this project and get this album out, the album was fueled after a couple relationships, right? Mm. So after those relationships end, it's my time. Come back to myself. Now I've got a lot of content. You know, now mm. I've got stuff to work with. I've got a lot to reflect on. I take my journal entries and just put it into a song. So yeah. those relationships ended and I realized I got to take a break. You know, I got to yeah. take a break from men. I got to take a break from relationships. Stop trying to make it work when it's not working. Exactly. Fucking do yeah. your art, you know, get some songs out. You need material. You don't need a relationship. This was like <laughs> dialogue that was happening for months while I was here. My heart was fucking mm. broken in the last relationship. The most hurt I'd ever been in my whole life was mm. like, how did I allow this to happen? Why did this happen? Why did men are trash? You know, just like had to go through my whole <laughs> yeah. you know, woman thing. And so when I came back to center, I was just, I was so ready. And so it wasn't that long after. I think I'd maybe been healing for like five, six months. And my best friend reflected to me and said, you know, you got to, you got to get some material out. You know, you, you haven't put anything out in a while. I was like, you're right. You know, this is my number one right now. This is mm -hmm. this is the only relationship I need to be in is with myself and my music. And I need to bring this music to life. And so I committed at that point. And then that's when it started and it just continued on. So through the duration of this album and now still no, nothing, no, no. And, and not really any like plans to be in a relationship Um because I really am about allowing it to happen. But, you know, we're powerful beings and we can call something in if we really want it. And I've been kind of like on the fence of like, oh, because <laughs> relationship means more or less. Yeah. Relationship <laughs> or content. That yeah, doesn't content. hurt, right? But I'm so focused. You know, when you're just on a roll creatively, yeah. like I'm so focused right now. I've got all these shows mm -hmm. coming up. I'm still celebrating. I'm just, you know, things are good. I've got, yeah, my children and that's, that's what, yeah, my daughters are definitely the, you know, that they are the most re important relationships in my life. Mm. Um, mainly because they have helped heal me and they've helped heal the relationship with my mother. It's a very mm. distant, disconnected relationship and mm. having daughters of my own, which I never anticipated having, by the way, I thought I was going to have a son or I wanted to have a son you know, and avoid it. Like, Oh, I'm going to avoid this. Yeah. No, you know, it's like, they again, like God knows what's best for me. Not my, yeah. you know, it's not my will at that point. So I got blessed with girls and I have to say that the relationship with my daughters is absolutely the best thing I have in my life. 
Mm, it's um, the thing I'm most grateful for. The thing that, you know, even more than music, I feel like that's it's my greatest accomplishment. Um, both things kind of go hand in hand. As you know, like in my earlier days, I was a doula. I was really present with, for, for pregnant women a lot and doing the birth stuff for a while because I wasn't fully committed with the music. I couldn't be. I was still a mom to, you know, young children. Young girls, and it made yeah. it really difficult to go out and play shows every weekend. It's not really the yeah. lifestyle of a young a mom, you know? And yeah. so I, I was patient and I waited, you know, till my partner who was a musician at the time, you know, till we separated and then I got to really hold my own and, mm. you know, committing myself to working with women and with birth and with children and all that was so good for my heart. And it was very, it, it just complemented my lifestyle and it, and it worked when my children were young because it made me ultra present. And I think that's the most important thing that I can offer my kids that I didn't get growing up is my presence, you know, yeah. and just, it's just, I'm present. Like, you know, I'm not an alcoholic. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm creating, I I'd say I'm, I'd say I'm in my power. I'd say really? I'm in my creative power. I do what yeah. I love. I do what I love and I'm making a living doing it. There's nothing more, you know, that I could, could do, you know, or offer my kids. This is, I'm doing my absolute best. Yeah. And so I think they see that and they're growing up now to the point, you know, where they're getting into their teenage years yeah. and they're starting to really remind me of my younger <laughs> self. And yeah. it's just such a trip, such a trip to watch them start to experience, you know, the hormones becoming a young woman and um, yeah. feeling, yeah, the feelings, all the feelings and, the way we look at the world, you know, the world is changing so quickly. And I feel like my generation, when we were younger, you know, you didn't really look at the world as such a bad, weird, fucked up place. I feel like right. kids nowadays are kind of aware that yeah. technology is, is shifting our human connection, you know, with each right. other and the ability to have intimacy and have real conversation and our obsession with, um, yeah, content and image and, you know, all these things. Uh -huh. And so, I just do my best to to be an example of that, mm -hmm. and and I think uh, I think I'm doing great with that, and I I feel like we have a bond that yeah I never had growing up, so that's the most important thing yeah, to me, that's... you know, and I haven't done that alone. <laughs> well, that's generational healing right there, you know, when you get to have that yes, love, it is. and we're definitely yes. going through that, I would say collectively, because we have these two significant epochs of these wars that led grandparents, great grandparents mm. and parents into kind of a, mm -hmm. a very non-emotive space. So everyone's learning to have emotions and it's ironic that yes. the younger ones are having a screen interface. So they're gonna have to learn to have a tactile experience a little bit better, but mm -hmm. at least we're embracing emotions and uh, I would say mental health too for them. It's like yeah. this interesting. I just think parents are we're our we're our children's main example, you know. So yeah. if we can mirror and if we can be the example and if we can show them how to yeah. communicate with love and you know, show them how to take care of you know that show if I could show them I know how to take care of myself. I'm all about my self care rituals mm -hmm. and my time in nature and you know and again just doing what i love for a living i think that's the most powerful thing is i'm not working a fucking job that i complain about i love right. what i do and if anything <laughs> if anything i love it so yeah. much that it puts me away a lot yeah. because 
job does require me to, you know, be present with other things and travel and be gone. Yeah. So I'm gone two weeks out of the month. Yeah. You know, so I try to make as much quality time as I can when I am with my kids, which is half the month. So yeah. 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 And I'm about to have my first big break. I'm about to have two weeks to myself. Yeah, that's fun. It's Very fun excited. when you have that wax and weaning. <laughs> so you're two oh, weeks yeah, on, like two I, weeks off. Is that your flow? If just for the summer, just so because oh, yeah. I my tour starts pretty much yeah. okay. tomorrow. Perfect. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well I share when... share a little bit about the tour where you're going. Um, yeah, so I'm doing West Coast. Nice. Um, and I'm going to stop and see friends and do some shows with some friends of mine who mm. are musicians along the way. Um, my first stop, I'm going to stop in Big Sur to say hi to friends mm. really quick. Might have a little mm. soak. Excellent. <laughs> if, nice. I um, if I can't, no worries. Um, I'm <laughs> going to I'm going to do a show with my dear friend Mary Isis in Petaluma. Um, and then I'm playing G Fest, which is an all women's festival up in Mount Shasta. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to Ashland, Oregon and doing an intimate concert. I'm going to Nevada. I'm going to Yuba City to visit Fran and hopefully work on some music. We've got Nevada City um, doing a show there. DJ set um, got uh, and then I turn around and you know what? I might just stop in Napa because there's a really great jazz festival happening. Like as I'm mm. on the way back and I'm like, you know mm. what? I might just want to catch that. Like on the day, you know, in the couple of days yeah. before I come back, I kind of left those days open. And so Beautiful. I, um, yeah. So I'm looking for, it's like Mary J. Blige and Nas and Chance and Rapper. You know, I'm really into, I'm really into my festivals, especially yeah. jazz, soul, you know, mm. like R and B, neo soul, hip hop, like all that. I'm just all about. It's it's hard to find around here where I am, so I'll go out of my way. So I'm excited yeah. to just do all those shows and then hopefully just kind of relax and have a couple of days to myself. Beautiful. You know, after just enjoy some music and then uh, maybe stop. And then I'm going to stop in Big Sur on the way back again and see some friends. And then I come home and have one night of rest before my kids come back. Beautiful. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. share a little bit Very about exciting. that balance between motherhood and working life uh, for those, because you kind of alluded to the fact, like, I think the feminine, I still have this, even though my kids are a little bit older, where I feel like I can't, I haven't done enough, like, and I got a puppy and it made me remind me of how mm-hmm. I felt when they were babies, because I was like, oh, oh, I should be playing with them more, you know, there's always this, like, you know, what else? Yeah. Do I feel? So share a little bit about how you manage that. You know, I mean, working and raising and. I think there is truth to that, though. I think there is truth to that feeling of of I'm not doing enough because sometimes that guilt, I have that mother guilt, you know, that I'm not spending enough time with my kids. And mm-hmm. it's probably true. And it's not that I'm not, you know, that they're not in my care enough is that am I spending quality time yeah. with them? Am I sitting down? and making the bracelets with them and going over the art projects and really getting them out on, you know, into hikes and, you know, am I introducing them to enough, um, you know, spirituality modalities or whatever, you know, however we want to look at it, but like, you know, this is the age where I could be getting my children into some really, you know, beautiful activities. And instead I'm kind of just doing it myself and yeah, they're getting screen time and yeah, they're, doing their own thing. And I just want them to be occupied. But am I getting enough real quality time? I don't know. But it's on my mind a lot. You know, whenever I'm not with them, I'm 
thoroughly enjoying myself and my, my downtime and my me time. But there always, I think that's always there as mothers, you know, we're always thinking of, am I giving my child the life they need really? Like, are they going to look back and just only have good memories and be like, <laughs> oh yeah, like that's nostalgic. And we had a great mm-hmm. time. And I love the house <laughs> we live in growing up. You know, because you just, yeah. everybody has that. And I want that imprint to be positive, you know, yeah. above anything. And I think that it is in the quality of the relationship, not so much on the material, of course. Yeah. Um, if you can provide materialistically, amazing, you know, but I want my daughters to also grow up knowing how to work, knowing how to work hard for what they want and not just expect it to be given, you know, yeah. and I didn't grow up that way. And so I think just by, the balance right now that we have where I'm one week on one week off or, you know, I get a week solid with them. We have our quality time together. um, And then we have a week to just kind of reflect and regroup and refresh. And so I, um, you know, I, I, I'm going to start integrating them into my travels a little bit as they get older, because I see that now they're the age actually where they can really be helpful. They can really be yeah. supportive and helpful. And I think they're very interested in, in what I'm doing. I've been kind of not bringing them, you know, mm. mainly because the budget doesn't always allow for me to just like yeah. bring kids. Um, but, you know, I, I'm at, I think they're at the age now where they, where they're ready to see like what I'm actually doing, you know, and, they can socialize, you know, and they could, I mean, my daughter, yeah, my daughter's going to be 18, like, you know, it's just a little over a year. So it's like, she's going to be, you know, an adult (laughs) and be able to to be having her own experience. She can be out partying, you know, like with me and have fun and enjoy, like enjoy this lifestyle. And I do say that I'm like, you know, just be glad that I'm not working like you know, two crummy jobs complaining and being exhausted and, and stressed yeah. out, you know, like I love my life. I love what I do. I'm mm. so privileged. I'm so blessed. I'm so grateful. And I, and I make sure to reflect that with them a lot. Like just, you know, if you could learn anything from me, it's to just do what you're absolutely good at. And I yeah. believe singing okay. is the thing for me. And so I just, you know, I'm a pretty joyful, happy person most of the time. So I just hope that that reflects yeah, well, for them and that, you know, and that they remember me as that and that they continue to live, I don't want to say my legacy, but you know, where they feel so inspired, like, oh, my mom did that, I can do it or, you know, yeah. or just that I was a, more of a creative person, and that mm-hmm. they embrace their creativity and their, their creative energy as women and choose to create art you know I think it's one of the most beautiful things in the world is to create art so um I'm always yeah so I'm always encouraging it so yeah I think uh I think we're at a really good place and they're and they're we have fun when we get together we're just like girlfriends (laughs) hanging out yeah that's awesome yeah that'll continue to evolve into their young Mm -hmm. adulthood so that's beautiful uh good job mom (laughs) thanks so much So, and share uh, a little bit about um, how you've been coaching, because you've been doing that for a while with women teaching, well, women and men, I assume. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Mostly women, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Activate their voice and maybe step Mm -hmm. into that creative element for themselves or just find their voice and use it in different ways. Mm -hmm. Uh, Can you share how you do that? And then also what you've witnessed occur after they've worked with you? Mm. 
Well, um, I just realized the other day I've been teaching for almost seven years now mm -hmm. and I'm the, the fact that I'm even teaching singing is still amazing to me, to be honest, mm -hmm. because I never had a singing lesson. I never had a vocal teacher growing up. I didn't do choir. I didn't study music. I didn't go to school for it. Everything has been self-driven, self-taught. And um, there's been years of, there were years of contemplation because people would always ask, you know, they'd hear my voice, they'd hear the quality or what I could do with it. Mm -hmm. And people would ask me, do you, you know, do you teach singing? And I just kind of draw a blank. Like I wouldn't even know what to teach. You know, I, I don't even know, you know, the names of the vocal ranges. Like I, I you know, yeah. I couldn't name anything. I'd never done a vocal exercise, anything. So when I committed to teaching for a living, you know, and let go of the work I was doing before, and I always tell people I was cleaning houses, you know, with my headphones and I'd be cleaning and <laughs> I'd just be listening to my music. I'd just be visualizing, you know, thinking about writing and recording and performing being like okay one day like i'm going to be able to do what i love and i won't have to do this and even though i'm good at cleaning it's not what i want to do so when i committed to that i feel that that's when my journey of learning about singing and about people mm -hmm. right really started because it created these these new you know very intimate relationships where people are incredibly vulnerable about their fear and um you know their fear and their and their shyness their nervousness you know they're 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 holding back you know around sharing the voice and so the most common thing that i see is really just about confidence mm -hmm. um people just want confidence to speak publicly and to sing in front of others you know they just want to feel confident in who they are and know that what they're doing is good enough um, and I think it's really important to be that soundboard and to give people, you know, positive feedback, even if they're beginners, yeah. you know, I don't ever judge somebody, you know, I, I listen, I really listen to the quality in somebody's voice. Mm -hmm. and, and after hearing hundreds of voices now, <laughs> it's amazing to me, you know, all different ranges, all different backgrounds. Some people mm -hmm. have trauma, some don't. Some people are terrified. Some just have no idea, you know, so it's amazing to me to see the, the, the diversity of, of people, but yet the one thing everybody wants is just that confidence and be able to believe in themselves and be able to feel good about who they are to share their voice and know that they're not going to beat themselves up about it. They're not going to fear other people's judgment. You literally have to work to get to the place of not giving a fuck of what other people mm -hmm. think or say, as long as you enjoy the feeling of singing as long as yeah. you enjoy you know doing it as long as you can you know do it even in moments when you doubt yourself i think that's the number one thing so i find that some people even come to me um just just wanting to learn about the voice and how it works and the only way i've learned how it works is through teaching right mm -hmm. like i said like i've just been with myself i've only been hearing yeah. my own voice like this my whole life so you know, I decided I'm just going to coach people how I taught myself. Yeah. I'm just going to show people the break it down method. I did not create this. I didn't invent this. I wish I could trademark it, but it's a method really commonly used where when you hear something difficult, fun, um, um, it's another word. Uh, when you hear something 
yeah, challenging vocally or when you hear something that has, you know, maybe more intricate like detail or skill to it, the best thing you can do is to break that down and to mm. do it note for note and to just get clear, you know, on this note, this note, this note, find your way, you know? And then sometimes we have to go back even further and I'm helping people with just basic note recognition, knowing how to really hear the note, knowing how mm. to get in full, you know, unison with it to really match it where you can't hear yourself or the piano anymore. They just become one. So for me, I've learned about sound and frequency. I've learned about the healing effects of music and sound, even on a you know a cellular level, because I'm kind of like very interested in sound healing too. Mm. I'm not doing it actively, but it's something that goes along with this because I'm encouraging yeah. people, look, like singing is a healing thing and you're going to make mm. people feel really good if you can learn how to really control your voice and learn how to mm. open it. And if you can enjoy the sound of it, other people will. You know, yeah. if you can start to just hum or ohm and, and just feel that, you know, that vibration and know where you're singing from, you know, there's so yeah. many different things that I'm teaching. I'm teaching people to sing either from the head voice, the chest, use the diaphragm. I'm a big fan of the diaphragm because this is, this is where our power is. You know, this yeah. is our little control center that's down there yeah. that really helps us project and have a lot of strength and power to our voice. And, and a lot of people want that as well. You know, you can have it, but also you need the control and you need the confidence. You can't just go out there <laughs> feeling all unleashed and, you know, yeah. you, you know, it's primal energy. So and yeah. I always tell people creative energy is sexual energy. So you're, yeah. you're working with that as well. I talk about the anatomy. I talk about how the vocal cords are connected to the vagina and how, mm. you know, in, in pleasure and sex, it reflects also like how open we are vocally and how we can really learn to soften in that way. Yeah. Like I just love teaching about it because I, I do believe that singing is what makes me happy and has prevented any kind of depression or, mm. you know, in my life. I, I've never oh, been depressed. And I think because singing is so good for the immune system, it's a yeah. great hormonal release. Um, we know that it releases endorphins and, and, you know, creates joy, but we don't know until we do it. So that's why I'm Absolutely. like, just hang out with me a little bit longer and you'll see. Like, this is my favorite thing in the world. I and I never it. put it together until the last couple of years. I was like, yeah. maybe it's because I sing so much. Absolutely. People were like, you never, like, been depressed or had like a dark episode I'm like not really like I've kind of just I don't know yeah. I don't look at life with a lot of fear and you know I think I have a very positive attitude which is not everybody's case you know but I yeah. think singing contributes so I want to get people into it as much as possible <laughs> I'm even if it's just your own practice you know or to carry yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well I was gonna say I'm seeing this wait what'd you say I said I'm seeing the Shiloh Ray choir Maybe you can start a choir. <laughs> I am. It's coming. I'm going to start with the kids in my local community. Mm. I've been working with a lot of kids in my local community, but nice. separately, I'm still working individually and I haven't put a group together. I think I've had a little, little bit of hesitation because again, that voice comes in and says, what do you know about starting a choir? You know, what do you mm. know about put grouping people in their vocal ranges and having them that, you know, and then you, I got to figure out a song too. I got to like figure out what song I would want to start mm -hmm. people. So, you know, the vision is there and um, I have a couple songs now that have kind of a choir, you mm -hmm. know, in, 
the background or as the, you know, chorus parts, you know, where it's right. just my voice track. But my dream is to really have a live choir, you know, for mm. a live performance for maybe one or two shows, you know, and just have it recorded. And it'd be cool yeah. to just like start a thing. Just where, you know, but it's, it's really hard. How do you bring a group like that to shows? It's like, it has, yeah, it has to happen organically and it probably has to happen in my a local bus. community. So <laughs> what better places to start than local, you know? So thank yeah. you for the, thank you for the vision. Yeah. I'm, it's I'm, there. I've it's got in it the too. Quantum field. Well, and I want you to share something, you know, I would always joke, you know, when the new emergence of yoga over this past 20 or 30 years, you know, it goes in phases. I, my joke would be like, how many times do you have to learn to be a yogi? Like, you know, cause you die, come back. And from my perspective, you know, the reincarnation model. So mm-hmm. even on a soul level, this is part of your alchemical gift is to sing and teach song. Um, so I encourage you mm-hmm. to think of it a little differently that you don't have to learn from a textbook. And in fact, as you dive deeper, cause I, I work in sound, um, not classical music and there's a huge difference. So music makes us feel wonderful and it, everything you're saying can really lift someone's spirits. It can be some of the, your songs have been like, you know, a, a companion for me back in the day you know where it's like an anthem to help move through so song delivers so many things but then even when you go into sound and vibration for healing it's you have to completely forget all that stuff because it's something totally different um so i encourage you as you make your choir and explore that but forget all those programs that society tells you you're that's your gift and keep giving it to us (laughs) Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. It, it is done. It will happen. You'll see. I know. I it can always see does. It already. Anything we want, we create, you know. <laughs> I can see it already. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I just needed we... a reminder. That's it. I needed a yeah. reminder. Just do it. Some of my best memories are running cross country and we would do sound offs. So we would sing and one person would lead and we'd do call and response to get through our long runs and it's so much fun and invigorating you're moving your body and basically chanting. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it yeah. really is. It yeah. really is. It generates energy. That's what I love about it. And it's contagious. Other people can't help, but to want to, it's like laughter, you know, yeah. using the voice like that coming from the heart and just, you know, and it's childlike and that's, what's mm-hmm. important about it too, is it allows us to be childlike and silly and can bring out, you know, that, that not so serious nature, you know, even as adults, like life becomes hard and serious and we don't have to take it so seriously. There's moments for it, but we need to keep our sense of humor and our, you know, (laughs) our child spirit. (laughs) Yeah. Very active. So I'm, I'm all about, I think that's why people like working with me too. I'm very like silly and fun about it. It's just the, you know, it's the funnest thing that I, that I know to do. So. Yeah, that's good. We need lighthearted. We don't need you with your stick and a bun hitting people when they're not hitting their notes. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you mess up. That's all right. You're just going to learn. Yeah. No mistakes. Absolutely. Yeah. I love, I appreciate you sharing your methodology and how you're working on it. It's really beautiful. Can you share a little bit about sure. double blind also, because mm-hmm. um, this is a topic that um, is very much on the forefront, just as much as emotions and mental health the work of psychedelics and 
yeah. love for you to share your involvement and how that's been going and what your the vision is for the project. Mm. Yeah, I would love to talk about Double Blind. I've um, I've really fallen in love with this publication and how it started is that um, my best friend was living with Shelby Hartman, who's the founder of the magazine. Mm. Um, she used to write for Rolling Stone. She's been a journalist for a while and she had the vision to start the magazine, you know, that's very non-biased and very, um, you know, it's, it's really about education. It's about educating people of the different options, different medicines, different opinions, different views. You know, they're not mm. leaning toward anything in particular. And that's what I like about it. Um, and I, I just started reading it and I couldn't stop. I was like, this is so cool. You know, I haven't seen anything like this. Kind of reminded me of a combination of like vice, you know, a little like mm. softer kind yeah. of, you know, but it's like very eye catching some of it, you know, and some mm. of the, the articles are. You know, a little like, whoa, where did that come from? You know, yeah, mind benders. And so I, um, I was just, I was just sharing, I was just buying the magazines. I was just sharing them with people. And then, you know, finally it was like, hey, do you want to start this thing? You know, let's, Shelby was like, I, you know, you've been so supportive. Like, do you want to kind of be on the double blind team and maybe start these um, Instagram live? conversations with artists about plant medicine and psychedelics and I was like fuck yeah you know this sounds great like I know so many artists already my mind's going I can think of so many people I would want to interview and talk to about their creative journey you know or their Mm -hmm. their spiritual awakening or their rituals before and after shows you know so there's a lot of conversations around Mm -hmm. their perspective on you know, the future and politics of psychedelics, plant medicines, and their own personal, you know, struggle with mental health or how they keep themselves, um, you know, healthy. And we've had some amazing, profound conversations. Um, So I was doing IG Live. We started last August. So we're going on almost a year now. And then at one point, what happened was we pitched the idea to a company called Portal, Um, and, um, this guy basically, you know, there was a budget and and he said, wait, let's create a web TV series of it. And we went, okay, this sounds great. So they kept me as the host, thankfully. And, um, I was so nervous. I was so nervous (laughs) because I was like, oh my God, I have to interview Melissa Etheridge, who's like a legend and Brandon Boyd and a couple other artists that are going to be you know, coming. So these, so these episodes are going to be released every month. Now mm. they're going to be monthly from now. So, um, she, she just said, Hey, we have a bit of a budget. We're going to do these in person live in Los Angeles. Mm. There's a video crew. Like you're going to be on the, the you know, Yay. it's like I'm pretending I'm a new TV host <laughs> or something. Right. But I get to talk about my favorite things, which is yeah. I'm meeting musicians that I've either looked up to that I respect you know, for being in the industry for so long, I've got my own personal questions, but I know that fans also want to hear, you know, their own personal experience because people need to be educated. People need to get off pharmaceuticals and these medications that are just deteriorating their health and disconnecting them even further from themselves and from their natural rhythms. And so, um, so I'm grateful that some of these artists are willing to come do these interviews for free you know, um, and, and speak about this because as we know, we are, we are moving, you know, in the direction of 
you know, certain medicines being legalized or being accessible and having clinical use and being used for, you know, some pretty deep mental health therapies. And so, um, you know, almost everybody, you know, now has had a microdose or does mushrooms or has went to the jungle and tried ayahuasca or, you know, something. Yeah. And, and I just feel like it's the time. I just feel like it's the perfect time, you know, to have these conversations mm. and to, start educating the people where maybe they haven't had access before. Um, yeah. I did have an interview recently with uh, Jidena. He's a Nigerian artist. He's got a, mm. quite a big following. He's really good friends with Janelle Monet, and, you know, he's very, he's very plugged in. And uh, when we were, ha- we were having our interview and he was talking, he's like, you know, I was talking to my guys like years ago about mushrooms. He goes, and all these guys were like, nah, that's not for us. Like, you know, <laughs> and he goes, I will tell you years later, I roll up and some of these guys, you know, are talking to me about how they're in therapy and how they've been microdosing. He goes, <laughs> we got mushrooms in the hood. He's like, these, he goes, these men just getting everywhere mm. they need to be. He goes, but I will yeah. say that something has shifted in the last few years since the pandemic, I think, because we've seen a, you know, an increase yeah. in pharmaceutical use in yeah. alcoholism in addiction yeah. in death. And, yeah. you know, and then now we've got people who are going the other route looking to yeah. enhance their life to actually find solutions to actually yeah. heal their trauma and kind of dig up old wounds uh-huh. and just move through the shit, move on with their life, you know, to create the life they want. And so, you know, it's really made a huge impact, I think, where even mainstream media or, you know, more conventional type people are aware, you know, they might not be using them, but they're at least aware. And we can have these conversations without it being weird, you know, so I love the fact that we're doing these interviews, and we're getting some pretty big artists to come and speak about it that Mm. are going to hopefully, you know, inspire their fan base to try some, you know, different solutions for their for their health issues. Yeah, uh-huh. so I'm just really grateful to be a part of the team. New issue just came out. It's great. You gotta, you gotta get it. It's so nice. Yeah, I actually absolutely. love the magazine. I'm a fan of the physical magazine. Yeah, I don't love reading articles online. I'm yeah, all we're about going the back mag. to books so and papers. So they're ahead of the curve. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, they don't have a huge, you know, there's not like thousands and thousands of people subscribing. I mean, there is, but you know what I mean. There's like yeah. 300,000 web subscribers. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Oh, but not as many physical subscribers. It'll, so it'll, it'll be come. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still pretty new. It's only a couple of years old. So yeah, it's getting there. And yeah. Um, yeah, glad that you love it. And thanks for tuning in to the, the last yeah. episode. We have another one coming out in a couple of weeks. Absolutely. Well, and share a little bit, you know, since we kind of are putting that out there um, from your own experience, how one can be uh, mindful with it, you know, plant medicines Mm. and i know plant medicines personally can be a beautiful assistant to where we need to go and then at what point do you feel i don't know because i'm so connected with nature like i don't sometimes feel like i have to take anything i'll just like be near the tree and it'll give me what i need i'll sometimes go on a psychedelic Mm -hmm. ride just with the tree (laughs) so share a little bit from your perspective on how to engage in a way that one doesn't get lost in the medicine Oh, yeah, I think that's, um, well, it's, you know, for me, I started young. For me, I started with cannabis, and then found, you know, psilocybin mushrooms, Mm -hmm. not too long after maybe a year and a half. And 
um, I never had a negative experience. I never had a scary or negative experience. And maybe because I, I was always mindful about not having too much. You know, some people struggle with um, moderation yeah. and, Impulse. you know, want to feel something or not feel something. So they want to just go all in. And trust mm-hmm. me, I've had bouts of like too much cannabis, too much ayahuasca, too much peyote, too mm-hmm. much mushrooms. Like it happens. Um, but I steered clear of drugs when I was younger. So I've all, I have only had a relationship with plant medicine. I, I know I didn't, I didn't even try cocaine until a few years ago. So because mm. it was just kind of like, let me just try this because I've heard so much about it mm. so many times that let me just see. And I feel honestly, be, if you have a foundation of just only having natural plant medicine and, you know, and you take care of yourself and you mm. eat healthy and you've got a clean mm. system and you're not taking, you know, pharmaceuticals and drugs and all this, the body has a certain, you know, there's already like a kind of a cellular structure that's there that yeah. doesn't resonate with these harder, more processed or chemical things, Absolutely. you know? So I've just, never felt a resonance with those things and they and they make me feel so ungrounded i don't like that feeling that feeling of being Uh grounded and knowing exactly why i'm having the experience i have because when i take mushrooms or i have ayahuasca the visions i have are absolutely in relation to my prayers the work the trauma i need to work on in my life you know like the things i need to do and, and these plants are, you know, showing me what I have to do. They're giving me direction. You know, you don't get that always from other things. You're getting just more of a higher, more of just a stimulating or numbing yeah. experience with this. You're actually opening yourself to download, right? So you have yeah. to be a person who's capable of, you know, integrating this information and then using it in your life. If you, if you're not going to actually utilize the messages, the visions yeah. and the direction that these plants give you. I don't think you have business really doing it for people who have severe trauma, like vets and people who, yeah, who suffer from PTSD or grew up with like, you know, uh, abuse or things like that. Yes. Then we start a clinical program, you know, that, that hasn't been me. Mine's just been more of a, like, I took mushrooms kind of for fun or open because I was on my spiritual path from a pretty young age. And they've really been allies all these years because I think I use them mindfully. So I think, you know, my personal advice is always to um, know where your medicine's coming from, of course, yeah. you know, yeah. support local as much as possible. Yeah. I get my mushrooms from, you know, a friend who grows them locally. I think that's always yeah. the best thing because I just know, I know what kind of person he is. I know his energy. I know the how much he loves them, you know, so yeah. that feels really good to me, um, you know, is knowing your sources, um, never mixing like medicines you know a lot of people do they're doing it yeah. like ceremonially and all this i'm i'm not into that you know but <laughs> some people are really into it mm-hmm. trying to have experience you know whatever it is whoever came up with the i heard somebody talk the other day about how they had lsd mixed with uh iboga oh, like yeah. a microdose of iboga iboga is yeah. one of the strongest medicine in the world you know yeah. and i'm going wow what is what are what is that like what yeah. is the purpose of that and why are we a chemical compound with a plant you know right so yeah. do you notice that these didn't match i was like <laughs> <laughs> yeah all it doesn't match round up so and yeah don't your grass so. yeah so but i'm a, i'm about my micros and i'm about my macros in the right yeah. environment i'm yeah. about my ayahuasca ceremonies with people 
that I feel really respect the medicine and have working relationships with indigenous people and have spent years and years and years studying the songs, the traditions, the rituals, yeah. the prayers, uh-huh. um, you know, the diets, like everything, you know, and, and when I, and, and I'm on a break right now, like I'm kind of on a fast from ayahuasca and other medicines because I'm, you know, focused on this music, you know, when I'm yeah. like doing the medicine work, I, you know, I'm like in it, you know, you're, you're on the diet and you're in the frequency, you're in the energy. There's no alcohol. You change your, yeah. you know, you change what you're eating, you change your lifestyle and what you're exposed to, because you're going to have a more beautiful experience. The deeper Absolutely. you can, you know, go yourself and the more sober, clear minded you could be. So I think, you know, those are just basic rules, you know, for these plants. But um, yeah, my own personal experience has been wonderful. And I know not everybody has had that, but I feel great. I've had that. And and I'm just grateful now that there's been a couple songs that have also been inspired by the medicine. I I think I'm going to do a music album. Actually, I would like to do Mm. a little EP, maybe where I do a couple covers, you know, (laughs) songs in Spanish or Portuguese or you know, some of these songs that I've learned over the last year. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Yes. They'll be so beautiful. I can't wait. It's about finding the right person to, you know, work with, to do the project with. So yeah, on my list. I'm well, I'm so glad. And I appreciate you bringing up all those points because it's, um, I think important. And I'm so happy to hear that you're interviewing these artists. That's, it made me smile when I saw your last interview um so it's perfect um and thank you for sharing being always being so open and honest and sharing your soul and your truth uh that authenticity shines through so and then share for everyone Mm -hmm. where they can get your album we're going to post your events below your tour but just share it out loud to like your website and the best place you'd like them to stream from thank you and purchase your album because we need people to purchase music. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Not a lot of people do that anymore. Um, yeah. You know, iTunes is the only place where you can really purchase. I think you can okay. still support artists on Bandcamp, but I haven't really used it. Um, yeah. You know, you can you can listen to, you know, it's available everywhere. You can get it on. Oh, I think Amazon you can purchase. Mm-hmm. Um, I boycott Amazon, so I don't do that. My music's there, though. <laughs> I um, yeah, iTunes, Spotify, of course. And then on Spotify, the thing that you can do is um, when you like, you know, also download because when you download, it shifts the algorithm a little bit and it'll expose Mm. you to more artists. When you download a project or an album or a single, it kind of brings more artists like that your way. So it'll actually put me and my music on the algorithm Mm. more if you download the album. And um yeah, it's all there. And then my IG is Shalaray, website Shalaray Sunshine. All the tour dates are there. All the ticket links are there. And my link tree as well. So it shouldn't, it shouldn't be too hard to find me. Beautiful. Thank you for orating. It's always helpful. Send it out in the ethers that way. Shyla, thank you for being here today. And um, we'll have you back again soon. Thank you so much. Once again, I want to thank you all for tuning in and Shyla for being here. We are going to exit out with two of her songs, Girl and Love Is from this album, Lessons in Love. Please support the arts, support her shows, buy her music, uh, share this segment, and spread the word. Until next time, this is Suzanne signing out with a full heart, a soft gaze, a deep bow, and a namaste. Be simply.
is a power within this earth I heard. I feel it. I feel you it. are I beautiful. Why you tripping, girl? Your eyes on the solo open window. Life is all about loving. Where you are, you are beautiful. Why you tripping, girl? Your eyes are the soul open window. Life is all about loving. Where you are, you are beautiful. Why you tripping, girl? Your eyes are the soul open window. Life is all about loving. Where you are, you are beautiful. Why you tripping, girl? Your eyes are the soul open window. Life is all about loving. Where you are, you are beautiful. Why you tripping, girl? Your eyes are the soul open window. Life is all about loving. Where you are, you are beautiful. You are so beautiful, girl. Your eyes are the window. The soul is all about love. Life is all about love and who you are. You beautiful. Know it, we must 
Show it. Love is what I am. 